Professor Theo is now part of the Potagon Go network for family-friendly podcasts, stories for kids, conversational podcasts, educational, role-playing games, you name it. There's something for everyone at Potagon Go. Podcast fun for everyone. We're there. You should be, too. Check out Podicon Go, P-O-D-I-C-O-N-G-O dot com. Podicon Go, for your family-friendly podcasting fun. Check it out. This is the place for things that go bump in the night. Prepare for the dreamscape. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab for episode 53. Good news, there's no longer a ban on candy on trick-or-treat night. Though I will miss the old tradition of reading poetry, reciting a poem to trick-or-treaters. Perhaps the old ways are dying. Kids will just want candy, candy, candy. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful downtown Splendid West Virginia, home to some of the most extraordinary children in all the land. Tonight, you'll meet a new one, Sylvester Adams of the Dreamscape. I've yet to tell you about Sylvester, hard to believe, for I've known him as long as I've known any of the young ones of this town. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Dreamscape. Sylvester Adams loved bedtime. Some kids have to be forced to go to bed, but Sylvester looked forward to it. Bedtime meant book time. In his big, comfy bed, tucked snugly beneath his kid superheroes sheets, a nearby Mandy Magic trademarked nightlight shining its way to the words in the pages, to whatever book was Sylvester's latest obsession. Sylvester would fall asleep while reading, and he'd wake up with a book within reach. Sometimes he was still holding on to it. Many mornings he didn't even get out of bed. He was so relaxed and comfortable and warm on that big, soft mattress. Sylvester also liked bedtime because when he would finally sleep, he would dream vividly. You know those dreams you have that just seem so real? Like, really real? Well, Sylvester dreams like that times ten. Sylvester loves to dream. What an amazing escape. Some strange things had been happening recently, though. Sylvester couldn't explain it, but for weeks he had a sneaking suspicion that something was coming back with him, out of his dream world and into the real one. Could it be? Likely not, he would tell himself. 
until the one day Sylvester awoke to see his bedroom full of pumpkins. He could no longer deny that there was some strange connection, or portal, or something, between his dream world and the real world. Pumpkins. The night before, Sylvester had dreamed of visiting the annual pumpkin festival. He had visited recently on a field trip from school, and then again on another day with his parents. He marveled at the many pumpkin festival delights, including the sights of thousands of gourds, all unique in their appearance, and the smell of pumpkin spice coffee in the air, the taste of pumpkin fudge. So in his dream the night before, Sylvester was back there again, back at the pumpkin festival, just as he had been with the school and his parents days before. Only, in the dream, Sylvester had a shopping cart, which was weird, but dreams are weird sometimes. And he was filling it with one pumpkin after the next. There must have been 20 pumpkins overflowing this shopping cart, and he kept telling people the pumpkin festival coordinator had told him to take all the pumpkins that he wanted. So that's just what I'm going to do, he said over and over again. Then he awoke, in real life, and his eyes widened as he spied at least two dozen pumpkins of all shapes and sizes, the very ones from his dream, now in his very real room. Unsure how he was going to explain this to his mom and dad, Sylvester tucked the pumpkins away, one by one, in his closet. Sounded like someone was dribbling pumpkins up there, his dad said when he arrived to breakfast. Ha! Sylvester laughed a little too loudly, awkwardly, which caused his parents to stare strangely for a second or two. But then they were back to normal, eating cereal and talking, setting up plans for the day. A couple days later, Sylvester dreamed he was surfing. Much to his parents' surprise, he showed up soaking wet to the breakfast table. Sylvester's mother scolded him, Honey, you really do need to dry off more after you shower. His dad continued, Look at you, son. What were you doing up there, swimming? Ha <laughs> ha! Sylvester laughed a bit too long to hide his discomfort, which caused his parents to stare strangely. But they were all three soon enjoying waffles and talking, though a puddle was forming under Sylvester's chair. The third dream was the charm that had Sylvester winning the lottery. He had nodded off only to dream that he was watching television as the lottery announcer read off the day's winning numbers. Sylvester shouted, Five, nine, seven, three, as he often did in real life, only in the dream he got all the numbers right. And in the dream, he held the winning ticket in his hand. And when he awoke, he was surrounded by tens of thousands of dollars in play money. Oh well, Sylvester shrugged as he threw the colorful bills up into the air. It was a fun dream. He arrived at the breakfast table that morning to find his parents were absolutely giddy. Turns out their lotto numbers had turned up the night before and they had won over a thousand dollars. Ha ha! Ha! Sylvester laughed awkwardly. His parents paused, looked at him strangely, then resumed their celebration. That's enough to go to the Great Wolf Lodge, Sylvester's father exclaimed. 
Or how about fall break in Gatlinburg, his mother added. Sylvester couldn't help but feel that his dream had something to do with his parents' good fortune. Sure, it was all fun and games for a while. But for every six or seven dreams, a nightmare lay in wait. And nightmares are the worst. You think you have bad nightmares. You should get inside Sylvester's head. One night, it came. The nightmare. Same as before. Same as always. With one big difference. This time when Sylvester awoke, he brought something back with him. Something menacing. Something terrifying. Something that never should have been a part of this world. It was the Pumpkin Thief. And if you have listened to episode six of the Mystery Lab, a splendid Halloween from last year, 2018, you know exactly who the Pumpkin Thief is and the havoc it caused all of Splendid. The Pumpkin Thief was indeed one of the toughest villains that kid superheroes Buck Travers and Tracy Thompson have ever had to face. And this story, Sylvester's story, Dreamscape, is a prequel to that tale. So go back, check out last year's Halloween episode to hear the tale of the Pumpkin Thief. But that's not the end of this story. Something else came back into the real world, out of Sylvester's dream that night, or nightmare. Something that might change Splendid forever, transform it into something completely unrecognizable, if we let it. But that, listeners, is a story for another day. That's all for this week, listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be back soon. In the meantime, be good to each other. Have a wild and wonderful and weird week. And have a happy Halloween. Next time, Halloween editions of the Kid Detectives and those time-traveling teens. You won't want to miss it. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a tree or a shrub. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.